Welcome to Money with Clay. I am Clay, and right off the bat, right off the get-go, let me just shoot straight with you. The theme here of the entire podcast as a whole right now is I don't know. I don't know in the sense of what exactly the format's going to be, how it's all going to work, what's the schedule of things. I just don't know right now. I have some general ideas, but on that note, this is where you come into play as a listener from episode one. I am all for feedback. I am all for suggestions. I am all for whatever you want to hear about, whatever you may or may not find helpful or communicate. That's really the the one word here that I also want to get across is please communicate with me and let me know, uh, you know, what you think would add value to you and what you think would find, um, you know, educational entertainment. Because I mean, I don't want to put anybody to sleep, but at the same time, I, I you know, I am spending my time doing this. So I want to make sure that people are actually benefiting and learning from it. Now, the one thing that I do know about is that I figure I should probably introduce myself, tell my story, and just kind of talk about, you know, how I got to where I am right now sitting here behind a microphone now, you know, recording a a brand new podcast. I do have another podcast, so this is not my first rodeo in that sense. However, this is definitely a a new kind of area that I am very passionate about, area being personal finance, wealth building, health, just kind of an overall productive lifestyle. I think that's kind of the main theme here that I I, want to go with is this podcast as I envision it from a general premise is going to be all about wealth wealth building, wealthy lifestyle, just wealth. However, not wealth in the sense of you got 18 Lamborghinis, seven Porsches, three different mansions, and then you go on exotic vacations every other weekend. I am talking about wealth as in the form of a peace of mind, being able to sleep at night, not laying in bed, having all sorts of stress and strains because you don't know what's going on from either you know a, a money perspective, a, a health perspective, or just what have you. And money and health, they really do go side by side. The one way to be very productive in life is, well, you gotta have a healthy mind. And you gotta have, in order to have a healthy mind, you gotta treat your body right. And you know that those are definitely things that I'm very passionate about. And I think that uh, hopefully will be some sort of form in this. So for this one, like I said, I'm just going to talk about, uh, you know, myself and kind of how I got uh, to where I am right now. And from here on out, you know, I may do just, I'm not saying I'm on post and not bringing on guests or, you know, I'm, I'm open for suggestions. So I want you to keep that in mind as I go forward. But I should probably hop in and just kind of talk about who I actually am. And for me, I just love, love, love challenges. I love competition. I love anything that has to do with, I guess, really winners and losers. And the cool thing about personal finance and wealth, according to my definition, is really there are no losers. Now, you can be a loser by not following general rules and by you know just kind of not having a plan. But if you do have a plan and you do follow that plan, then everybody can be a winner. And that sounds kind of like everybody gets a participation trophy, but that's not what I'm saying. Because in this game, I, um, I'm i not here to hand out participation trophies to everybody. If people want to try, great. But if they don't, and uh, especially you know when I do stuff like this, I mean, people can't accuse me of, well, you never offered to help. Hey, I'm offering to help right now. But if you choose not to uh, you know, heed the plans, heed the warnings, and uh, you want to kind of go down the rabbit hole of uh, despair, then I, I mean, it is what it is. Y- 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 nobody can accuse me of not trying. I grew up playing sports of pretty much every time, um, from ice hockey, I ran track, and then there's typical football, baseball, uh, basketball, uh, just all sorts of things. So I I just drew, uh, I came up through competition, and I like that. But I'm also got kind of a, a geeky side to me, where I also enjoy numbers. And I've always found numbers fascinating, and now I kind of, I know why, but way back when, I didn't quite get it. And I'd always find myself, you know, going way back to elementary school, trying to take numbers, aka money, and then trying to grow those numbers. And I wasn't doing it because, you know, as a, you know, in elementary school, I'm not sitting there thinking, come on, I need that Lambo. I need, it was just, I, I found it fascinating how, okay, if I take these materials, put them together, then somebody may be willing to pay me for that service. And now all of a sudden, I have extra numbers in my pocket. You know, again, those numbers being money. And that just, I mean, that went all the way through high school and then into college. 
in high school, I did get in trouble. That was back in the Napster days. I graduated high school in 2002. Um, and so I put together mixtapes. And uh, the, the law came down on me, the law being my dad, and said, Clay, no, you, you, you can't take stuff from the internet. I mean, because for back in the day, Napster, that was like big news. The MP3, and I guess I'm kind of dating myself here, that was revolutionary, and it was it was new, but and it still is illegal now, but I mean, back then, it was kind of the Wild West, so I would, and not everybody had the fast enough internet to be able to do that, so I, you know, I, I guess I found a little niche, and I started to put together mixtapes. People would bring me lists, all right, I need all these songs, and you know, I had the 56K mo, uh, modem, so it would take me forever to, to download stuff, but uh, you know, 45 minutes total or whatever it turned out to be, what did I charge? I wanna say like five bucks, maybe 10 bucks for a mixtape. I don't remember what I charge, honestly, but I'd go and of course, you, you gotta buy the blank CDs in bulk, because if you buy them in bulk, you can bring down your cost, and then you know that's gonna help out with the profit margin. And, uh, but yeah, the, the law came down and cracked down on that business, and uh, you know that, uh, that never panned out. But again, was I doing it in high school because I was just some you know greedy savage that I need money, I need money, I need money. No, I was just, okay, this is kind of neat that I can do this. And because you know not everybody can do it, people are willing me to pay. Or maybe people just don't, it's not worth their time to do it, so they're still willing to pay for it. And that entrepreneurial sense was always there and it just stuck with me. I mean, it was a, a situation where the numbers, growing the numbers, figuring out how to get the numbers work together, it just, and maybe you're sitting there saying, can you sound like the, the geekiest person ever? I, I'm not gonna deny that, I get it. But when you combine the, the geekiness with the numbers, with that competitive nature, it just, I, I think it's a very good combination in life to have. And then in high school, something very unexpected happened, but when I reflect back on it, I guess that was the whole purpose of the exercise. Uh, but the high school I went to, for anybody that happens to live in Toledo, Ohio, St. John's Jesuit, at the end of the school year for the final three weeks, I mean, you literally take your exams early and then you essentially graduate. And then the final three weeks are job shadowing, three different possession, three different prof uh, professions, one each week, and then you gotta write a big paper on it. So I did, uh, because I was interested in engineering and that's what I ultimately got my degree in. So I followed around an engineer. I followed around um, a lawyer. So I went down to the courthouse area because I was thinking maybe law. And then I was like, I kind of got a burn a week. Uh, what would be kind of something fun? I was like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll hit up my fifth grade teacher and see if I could spend a week there. And uh, that's what I did. She said, yeah, come, come along. You're, you're more than welcome to do that. And what I discovered was uh, I really enjoyed teaching. I really enjoyed helping people, coaching, mentoring, whatever you want to call it. And it was, I didn't pursue it any further, but at one point she, uh, the, the teacher was said, you know what, I'm going to let you put together a lesson and all right, what do you want? No, just put together a lesson. You teach the kids. And you know, my, I kind of, well, okay, this is real. Things just got real. And I, I, I put something together and it, it, it was really fun. It, it was kind of uh, self-rewarding in a way. We're like, wow, I just actually helped that person, help these kids learn something that they weren't already aware of. And I got some good feedback from it. And that was kind of all that happened. Um, I, I, I just kind of was like, all right, that, that was neat. But at that point in time, 2002, um, I'm not going to say the job market was atrocious or anything like that, but I was always aware of, you know, I don't want to pour all this money into college, pour all this money into a degree and then graduate and be like, well, I got these things called student loans, and uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, got, I, got, I have no income. So I, I, that's why I went the engineering route, because just like it is today, engineers um, are, are highly sought, off, sought after, and I thought, you know what, I wanna, sure, I, I definitely enjoy the teaching thing the most, but engineering would probably you know, get me a good job placement. So I did go to uh, Ohio, excuse me, the Ohio State University, and uh, majored in engineering and got an engineering degree. And that you know, ultimately led to a, a job. But I learned that I wanted to teach. And that's where all this you know, Clay Trader, and which is my other uh, company and my other site that I have, but Clay Trader and then Money With Clay all came from. Competition, making numbers work because they are businesses at the end of the day. But then also I, I truly do like to teach and I realize, Clay, you're just saying that because you sell courses. So, if, But I, I really do. And uh, whether or not people believe that, I, I get it. I'm not offended if they don't believe it. Uh, but I, I think it, it shines through in my teaching and it shines through hopefully in what I put together. 
And you know, all I can really say is I would not have been able to build the other business that I have if I was just you know somebody that couldn't really put together anything and, and help people out. Uh, but going back to kind of where I was, you know, high school went majored in engineering, and in college though I was I. I don't want to call myself a loser because I'm not saying this is what defines a loser, but I would say kind of by typical college kid standards, I was probably a loser. I didn't go out and party. I really just, um, I, 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 well, first off, I'm not the smartest uh, person out there. So for an engineering degree, I had to study really hard. Uh, a lot of people, they're just smarter. So they'd like whiz through stuff and I was pretty jaded about it. Uh, but for me, a lot of college was, believe it or not, actually studying because uh, I have to work hard with, with certain things. Other things, you know, I, I can pick up a football, throw that pretty good. I, I can get the, the basketball in the hoop, uh, you know, relatively. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a, a sharpshooter, but yeah, when it came to athletics, uh, a little bit more gifted than what uh, maybe my mental capacity is, but uh, I, I work hard and I'll, I'll, I'll besmote it. I'll, uh, I'll outwork you all day long. I'm, I'm not afraid of competition. I'm not afraid of, especially if the competition is who's going to work hardest. You may beat me, but we're both going to drive each other into the ground and it's going to be a good capitalistic type debate. Uh, you know, there's, there's no question about that. And then the other bulk of my time was filled up with, again, the, the numbers thing never disappeared. And I, I enjoy the challenge of, now I will be the first to win at this point. Again, not greedy savage mode, but it was, okay, I have these things called student loans. I have this thing called rent. I have this thing called like I need to eat and um, I need to pay for stuff. So I did you know, take some part-time jobs, but then I got, okay, well, let's see if I can just create something. And I'm not gonna go into every nook and cranny of this, uh, but long story short, I, I created a book selling business for myself where I would sell uh, books and use um, half.com. Who remembers half.com? They don't exist anymore. Uh, but I would also I would use them in conjunction with Amazon.com, which by now is about as household name as it gets. But back then, I mean, still people knew about them, but they weren't quite as uh, you know big of a name as they are now. However, there were certain little niches and areas that allowed me to use those sites and build a, a, a book selling business that ultimately led me to be able to graduate college debt free. It allowed me to um, you know cash flow a lot of things. I got married my fifth year of college. Yes, I was on the five-year plan. I never, like I said, I never said I was a, a genius, but I was on the fifth year or five-year plan. And during that fifth year, I, I was able to get married. And you know, with uh, that book business, um, you know, I was able to pay for the engagement ring cash, so no loan there. I was able to pay for our honeymoon to Maui, you know, no debt there. And uh, so the business was good and I, I enjoyed it. It was very hard work. It was, I was not structured in the most efficient way. I didn't know how to do it from a, I don't know how to program computers and all that sort of good stuff. Um, so I, I was not able to make it as efficient as I know it could have been. So it did take a lot of blood, sweat and tears on my part, uh, but it did, uh, it did pay very well, especially for a college kid. And it also, I'm convinced, got me my first job uh, at Honeywell. Um, Honeywell, yeah, like the thermostats on the wall, that Honeywell. Uh, but uh, just no, I did not just do honey's uh, do thermostats. It's actually a big old conglomerate of a company. I worked in the aerospace division, but they came to uh, my uh, to Ohio State and during internships, you know, all right, well, you got to do an internship, so they're gonna companies will come and start to interview. And because this one had a security clearance uh, component to it, they were the first ones to show up because essentially that whole year would have been taken with the security clearance and trying to get your security clearance so that by the time summer rolled around, hopefully you would have been cleared. So they were literally, I mean, school started and they were within the first couple of weeks of school, they were interviewing people. So I was like, all right, well, I, I mean, I'm not the smartest in my class by any stretch of the imagination and they're the first ones. It's Honeywell, it's out in Kansas City. So, you know, a lot of people are interested just, you know, do some traveling for the summer. I mean, the perks were awesome. They paid for your lodging all that sort of stuff, it was a paid internship. So a lot of people applied. A lot of people showed up for the interview. I wanna say, I can't remember the number. I don't know, between 15 and 20, we'll, we'll call it that. And um, you know, I, I was the first one of the day, I remember that. And I figured, you know what? I, I'm, my goal is I'm gonna go in there and I'm just gonna try to set the bar as high as possible. And if people clear it, then so be it. I mean, it, it is what it is. So on my resume, you know, I put that the, the book business in there because, you know, what have you done? And I put some revenue figures and I sit down 
And uh, there's three of them over there, or was it two? I can't, no, two of them, I think. But anyways, they look back at me, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go, here we go. What I mean, I'm not, I, I hope, what are they gonna bring with me in terms of you know engineering questions or just anything like that? So, tell me about this book business. And just the look was just, they were kinda like, who is this kid? Like, tell me about this book business. And I told him about it, I told him about it, and there was one an or question I remember where, you know, tell us one time, um, you know, in your life where you you feel like you've thought outside the box. So I circled back to uh, the book business because, yeah, I, I was I was outside of the box on the book business, and uh, I, I think they, they bought that answer, uh, and you know, hook, line, and sinker, and things, yeah, the, I felt like, wow, I think the interview went really well. They seemed to like that book thing quite a bit, and, you know, it is what it is, and, you know, things unfolded from there, but... Long story short, they offered me the internship. I beat out all those other people that I know had way better grades, way better grade point averages, which you know I'm sure I'll, I'll do plenty of other podcasts on, but that's why I always say get out there, do part-time work in college. Do as many jobs as you can because even if maybe you your grade point average suffers, you know somebody that's looking at a resume, and if it were me looking at a resume and I could say, all right, yeah, um, you know, Billy Bob, all right, yeah, his G point, grade point average, GPA, little little lacking, little on the downside, but wow, boom, 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 jobs. Oh, look, extra, you know, extracurricular activity. That's a hard word to say. Extracurricular, curricular, there we go. I'm gonna avoid that word from here on out, but activities, that's great too, okay. And then you look at, uh, you know, uh, uh, let's see, Sally Sam, and Sally Sam, oh wow, he's got a good grade point average. Okay, he doesn't work any jobs apparently. He doesn't do anything outside. Okay, um, I don't know. I mean, this person's juggling all sorts of jobs in school and in engineering. I would, I would go with that other person. So you can't be scared of jobs. And I think that's what really got me was I wasn't scared uh, to take on a lot of work. And you know, by in some cases it was a need of necessity. So that helped out too. Uh, but I'm, I'm convinced that just kind of putting myself out there and doing what I did uh, really did help out in landing, you know, the the job offer for that internship. I did take the the job offer, and the the cool thing about you know just uh, engineering as a whole, you know, back then, which maybe is still the case right now. But at the end of that internship, they offered me a job. So going back to my senior year before I even started it, I had a job offer lined up, and while I did do a couple other interviews. Um, it was just, I, I really enjoyed it out there. It was interesting work um, and you know the, the, the coworkers and everything and Kansas City is a, a great city. So I accepted the job and it was kind of a motivation killer. I mean, to, uh, to have a job pretty much before you even do anything your senior year. I mean, yeah, I didn't flunk out or anything, but it's just, why, why am I going to class right now? I have a job, people are ready to pay me money. So uh, it was uh, it was a unique situation, but um, you know if there's anybody that's potentially in college or going to be going to college, yeah, be very wise about the majors you choose because if you do it right, I'm not going to guarantee that you'll have a job before your senior year even starts, but uh, you may very well have a job pretty close to you know the point where before you even get done with your senior year of school. Now I realize it sounds like I'm probably backtracking and jumping all over, but there, you know, keep in mind these were all multiple timelines and kind of multiple things that were going on at the same time. So yeah, I had that job lined up. Yeah, I took it. But before we ever got, we being my wife and I, ever got out to Kansas City uh, with that last year of school, I was still doing the book business, and the book business, you know, was producing revenue. It was producing profit, and you know, it, it kind of is what it is. And at one point, my wife. Uh, you know, went to our, our local bank or whatever, and she got home from work because she uh, she gradu graduated with a physical therapist assistant degree, which is a two-year one. So she was actually my sugar mama. And uh, let me tell you what, sugar mama, that's the actual lifestyle. To, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, she was, I, I love to give her a hard time and she gives me a hard time about, she used to be my sugar mama when I was in school. But uh, yeah, so she would go off to work and, and do all that stuff while I went to class and did the book business and all that other stuff. And one one day at uh, you know at the bank or whatever they notice our checking account and there's just a kind of a clunk, clump of money sitting there, and they were like, hey, have you ever considered? And I mean it's a bank's job to sell stuff, right? They they make that's how they get money. But have you ever considered investing and you know trying to get that money to to grow for you? Because it's not doing much just sitting in your you know your checking account there. So Abby, my wife, came home, ran that by, and said, all right, yeah, whatever, well uh, we can go over there and, and sit down and talk with somebody. I mean, for me, it was hook, line, and sinker. Wait, 
So I'll buy that premise that, and like I said, I I was an engineer. I I, I just never really stopped to, to think that, that money's probably not, uh, and once again, reflecting back, what was I thinking? I'm an engineer, I love numbers, I love the challenge. How did I not, but I'll be fully honest, um, you know, I owe it, my impression of investing in the stock market was that is for total geeks. That is for total nerds, like that, whatever. Geeks, yeah, I like my numbers, but you know, I play flag football here at Ohio State. I'm not a geek, you know. I, I you know, wh- who remembers how stupid they were in at that age, right? I mean, 18 to 22, 23. Goodness, was I a moron. But anyways, I don't know what my deal was, but I just wasn't uh, being very smart. So bless, I'm, you know, good. My wife looking out for me. So we uh, thought, all right, well, that I'm, I'm at least. Go- I'm not really a geek, but I'll see what this guy has to say. And I sat down and. Um, I mean, one of the first questions I, because he was talking about dividends, and I, one of the first questions I asked is, "What is it? What's a dividend?" And I bring that up because the other company I have built is all about trading the stock market, investing. Ironically enough, but to think that at this point, and now to know that I have, you know, that company and all that, and I didn't even know what a dividend was. It's kind of just like, wow, you know, we really do all start at the beginning, and you, you got it. But the key part is you got to start. Admit you don't know what you're doing and uh, just kind of start from that point. But it was just hook, line, and sinker. The guy got us set up with uh, uh, Ben uh, Templeton, Templeton Funds. I know they're, uh, I know I'm an investor in their, that company's stock, but they set us up with a mutual fund. And then I started watching all these financial shows on TV. Um, you know, you have Bloomberg TV, you have you know Fox Business, you have CNBC, uh, what is there, CNN Money. There's lots of financial, and I started to watch this, and I was just, Wow, you know, this is great. And then I started to, you know, do stuff online and, and look online. And eventually it reached the point was my, my competitive spirit really kind of just kicked in. I can do this stuff. I, I need to take I need to take the bull by the horns. I need to, to do this on my own. So I, I logged in and I kind of just went around the uh, the broker site. This is through Fifth Third Bank, which is a regional bank uh they're based in Ohio. I don't know exactly how far out they reach, but we had uh, an account with Fifth Third. I went in there and I ultimately sold my mutual fund. I cashed it out. And then I had all this money at my disposal. And that's what got me in, interested in the stock market. And I, I really just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. And just the, the stock market is a very, very addicting place. And here I am, you know, thinking it was all about, you know, it's all for the nerds. It's all, for, that's just for geeky stuff. But I tell you what, I mean, just be warned if, if you feel like getting digging, dig, Digging deeper into the stock market, it, it can be very, very addicting, especially if you like challenges, you like, you know, you don't, and when I say like numbers, not in the sense of like, you need to be good at calculus or algebra or anything like that. Just you like in the sense of trying to take numbers and kind of grow numbers. Um, and you you like just a c- competitive nature because that's really what it is. And I fell in love with it. And that was my introduction to the stock market. So out to Kansas City, we went. And you know, I still had the uh, you know the, the passion, and I still had just the desire for the stock market. The the book thing did eventually close down just because, like I said, it was never efficient. It was way too much of a time drain. And now that I had you know an engineering job that was paying pretty good right out of school, um, it was just you know I I, it, I decided you know what I'll lay that to bed. And you know it was kind of always sitting there in case I wanted to ramp things up. Uh, but it was a, a a situation of I'm just going to move on from it. So at Honeywell, it was just kind of a, you know, just doing the grind, doing the grind. But I'd always, like I said, the passion for the stock market was always there. And I was always working on it. I always looking, always trying to get better, always trying to hone the skills. And eventually it got to the point where, you know, the the, the guys would come and say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And they would, I'm not gonna say I gave them investment advice, but I definitely gave them my thoughts. Uh, especially a lot of those guys had been in their, you know, the Honeywell retirement plan for a long time. So they were sitting on good amounts of money. And, you know, it, it got to the point where people, uh, you know, were just, uh, they, they kind of knew me as the guy that likes the stock market, the guy that seems to be, if he's on lunch break, um, you know, he's probably looking at the stock market. I mean, I, I didn't even go down to the lunchroom anymore, really, because that was like prime time to like check and do stuff that revolved around the stock market at lunch. So I, I pretty much became a, a social reject, a show, social reject, and um, I, I, you know, once in a while I'd go out to lunch, especially on Fridays, go get some Thai food. Oh man, that stuff is the Thai house in Kansas City. If that place is still around, man, that place was so good. But you know, so I would go out once in a while, but it was just stock market, stock market, stock market, 
and I would just be so focused on it. And while I'm not going to get into all the nooks and crannies of it, perhaps this could be another podcast where I really just focus in on one attribute of building that business. But long story short, by being so focused on it, I started to come up with some different ideas and I started to you know, just take that passion for teaching and I had some suggestions. Why don't you put together an online training course? I did that and things started to take off and there were some things that I did within the marketing for that that really just, it was a snowball effect and things grew and grew and grew. And before I knew it, you know, I, was, I had my hands in a, a bunch of different things um, from trading and then the, the business aspect of teaching and the numbers all of a sudden started to shift where it became a question of, is this engineering thing really the, the smartest thing that I should be doing? I mean, or should I be looking to, you know, potentially maybe just go full blown into the stock market trading, the stock market, you know, teaching business and, you know, all the other things that I had going on that revolved around the stock market. And it eventually did actually reach the point where um, I, I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go full bore. And that was one of the most nerve wracking parts of my life um, to uh, take a, a great, I mean, people thought I was nuts. I mean, a, a great retirement program, a great you know health insurance benefits to go out into the world of the unknown where there was, uh, there was not gonna be a guaranteed paycheck. There was not gonna be guaranteed anything. I mean, full blown entrepreneur, entrepreneurship and, but I did take the leap. And my wife, uh, fully supportive. This is by no means uh, a relationship podcast. I, I suppose it could be, but I'm not a. Re- I'm not. You know, I am not a relationship expert at all. I will say this though. I'll state the obvious. Find a, a partner that's going to be supportive of you because my wife was very supportive. She said, "Hey, let, let, let's go for it," and uh, we did. And I, I, I quit Honeywell. And um, you know, people like I said, kind of were like, "Well." I, you know, I, I, I'm not shocked, Clay, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, they, they weren't like jaded about it, uh, but I went on my way from there and just started to do all this, you know, those things that involved the stock market and things went well. And before I knew it, I had, uh, you know, three people that were working with me and we, uh, you know, we, we started to all build a company and, uh, you know, I was, you know, they worked underneath me. So here I am some, you know, early twenties kid. Uh, you know, being, you know, kind of a, ahead of these other people as, as we built things and things built and built and built. And like I said, I, I don't, I'm not going to go down every nook and cranny there. Uh, but it got to the point where we didn't have anything in Kansas City. Again, we being my wife and I, and we're thinking, well, I mean, the, the longer term goal was always to try to get back to, to West Michigan, uh, to the Grand Rapids area, which is where my, uh, my wife uh, grew up. Um, so we thought, you know what, let's go for it. And we built a, a, a dump of a house. Um, and this was, uh, let's see, 2008-ish. Basically when the, the, the bubble started to pop and things had started to go down, we bought a foreclosure that needed a whole lot of work uh, and we fixed it up. And we, you know, we were like, well, my goal was always, let's just try to break even because um, you know, maybe buying a house right now isn't the wisest thing to do, but I definitely wanted to buy a piece of junk and that way you could build some sweat equity into it. And it was, uh, it was good marriage counseling. It was good marriage strength building to go through something like that. Cause yeah, we, we did the majority of it. And at the end I'm like, you know what, I'm tapping out. So I paid finally to have tile done, paid to have windows installed and stuff like that because you know, the, the money was there and it just became a thing of, I need to, uh, I need to focus my time in the most uh, efficient ways. So we did pay towards the end, but a lot of it up front was just us doing it our, ourselves. And uh, it was uh, it was well worth it in hindsight because when we did ultimately put the house on the market, uh, what was it, day seven or ten? We had three order or three offers come in. One was actually above the asking price, so we walked away. What did I pay? I can't remember, but I know I paid taxes on it, and I say that in a kind of happy way because paying taxes on on a sale means you actually made money on it. And in that market environment, it was not necessarily the most uh, you know profit-inducing environment to be making money on deals, but I somehow got it done. I, uh, you know, we, uh, I, I'm such a greedy savage. We, we, we got it done and we were able to sell it quickly and we were able to, you know, get back to Michigan. My wife and I, we get back to Michigan and it's business as usual, but the one thing that um, I, I've always um, learned, I by no means discovered, but diversification multiple income streams, 
the more places you can get money coming in from, you know, that's the better. And again, not in a greedy way, but just in a the challenge of things, growing these numbers, what's a smart way to operate numbers? And a smart way to operate numbers, in this case, just money coming in, is multiple income streams. So I, you know, I had the whole stock market and all that stuff that was creating income, but how else could I do that? And you know, it was just a situation of, well, it's mass chaos right now in the real estate market. Everybody says it's like the dumbest thing ever. It's the end of the world. You should not be buying real estate. You know, there's, uh, it's just, um, you know, foreclosures all over the place. People are creating, how are you buying real estate? Everything's melting down. So I thought, you know what? I'm, I think real estate investing would be a good place to go because when everybody's freaking out, that's usually a good time to actually enter into something. So I started to, to research and I poured in uh, definitely several thousand dollars into um, real estate education because with real estate, it's definitely one of those um, you know situations where if you go in too fast, if you go in without an actual plan, if you go in without taking the proper steps, the numbers are big. And when it comes to the stock market, again, assuming you do things, uh, I mean, you can be kind of stupid about it and you can do the whoops and a whoops with the stock market, um, you know, in, in some avenues is, is okay. It's not like it's life changing, but with real estate, I'm not going to say it's life changing, but when the numbers are that big, a whoops can be a, a pretty big financial strain, financial hole, financial dent in your, whatever your goals may be at that point from a, a, a financial perspective. So I was just, a, it was a situation of, I need to stop saying it's a situation of, so there we go. Now that I talk, I, I'm, I'm, take, I'm learning, see, I'm gonna build, I'm gonna build upon this in future podcasts. So I'm, I'm gonna, from here on out, I'm gonna I'm try not to say in this situation anymore. But when it came to the real estate thing, I wanted to be extra prepared. I wanted to be ready to roll, and I wanted to uh, keep the momentum going because income streams were coming in, the numbers were looking very solid, and I wanted to make sure that things stayed that way, that I didn't derail the plans or anything of that nature. I still do remember it though, walking down in that dingy basement and there was puddles on the ground and it was, I mean, clear leakage problems um, and whenever it would rain and just the smell and thinking, Clay, do you really wanna do this? Because this thing is ugly, there are some clear issues here. Are you sure you wanna do this? And you know, it was uh, it was kind of a big crossroad there. I'm not gonna say it was a life-changing decision or anything like that, but it was, you know, a, a, a you know, it was uh, one of those areas where I mean, I could have probably turned back and thought, you know what, Clay, you did the right thing, but I decided, you know what, you wanted to do multiple income streams. This is a good deal. You've done the numbers, you understand the numbers, and you know that if you follow through with things, everything you know will turn out okay. But it was still very scary, and I have no problem admitting that, that at this area, it was a very scary area to be choosing what path you ultimately wanted to go down. I put in the offer, and I ultimately got that house, and things began. And again, I would, this could definitely make a, a podcast in and of itself, the growing of the real estate business. But with that first house, definitely some errors were made. There's no doubt about that. There was a lot of learning that was done. I mean, at, at the end of the day, courses and all that, which I've, I'm, I, I fully am for, you know, hence me paying all that money for it. But there's only so much a course can, can teach you. And while all that courses definitely kept me in line and you know, not from wandering too far off the path, I definitely screwed up. I had some errors, but once again, thanks to my wife, she came through and um, you know helped paint and, and did quite a bit of stuff to just keep the budget from spinning totally out of control. But we got the house done. We structured a deal with it, and that deal turned out to be very profitable. And I still owe or own that house in my portfolio right now. And I've I oh I have let's see I think I'm at I was up to 14 at at the peak, but the way they're structured. Uh, with what's called seller financing. I've now uh, lost some of them, but when I say I lost them, that just means they've cashed me out, which means I've gotten to cash a good size check, and I'll just leave it at that. But there have been, um, I don't own as many as I did, but my portfolio right now does still consist of nine actual houses, but then I also do stuff with private money lending, so there's a couple other income streams with that. 
but the real estate business was built off. It, you know, it, it took off and I was able to, uh, to go down many pathways within it. This included getting my real estate license. So I was actually a real estate agent for a little bit of time. I no longer have my license, but some of my favorite memories of, of that is helping some of my good friends purchase their homes, uh, which I now have both sold um, for, for, for good size profits and little things like that. I mean, sure it helped from a business perspective, Sure, it helped from uh, experience, but those are good memories. I, I I really did enjoy that. I think that there was a, a lot of good times. I mean, I don't I don't know if they enjoyed working with me. So I'm. This is definitely just me speaking from one half of the the equation. But I, I mean, I had a really good time with it. And but real estate, it did very well. And it all goes back to the same, you know, that underlying theme: having a plan, taking action. With the whole stock thing, I had a plan. With the whole real estate stuff, I had a plan. With the whole choosing a degree, I had a plan. And was it the the passionate plan? No, I mean, if I really would have strictly followed the passion, I would have probably gone and gotten a, a teaching degree. But you know, when you have certain pieces in place, especially in this day and age of technology, I mean, the sky's the limit. of Because that's mainly what I do right now is I teach. And that's kind of the idea of this thing is hopefully to teach, entertain, and just give thoughts. But I'm not like a licensed teacher. I am literally an engineer by degree, but I have a passion and I like that sort of stuff. So have a plan. And when you have those plans in place, I'm not saying that things are gonna be perfect. I'm not saying that it's gonna be rainbows and butterflies and sweet old ladies on motorized carts and puppies. But I mean, it's gonna keep you on the path that you wanna be on. So real estate was going well. Uh, the, the stock market, all that sort of stuff, You know, that business was going well. And within all this, you know, there was debts that had been, you know, uh, accumulated. But at the end of the day, and I'm very hard, or I'm very, you know, proud to admit this, and I don't say this in a bragging way, but it all circles back to, you know, having that plan. But you know, I was able at its peak, uh, the debt that I had was $163,000. And there isn't, if you don't believe me, that's fine. I understand. There's an image that is on MoneyWithClay.com that shows the, the the actual bill. But that was its peak, and by putting protocols in place, by putting systems in place, by putting a process in place. By the way, I was a process engineer. And another geeky thing about me, I love a process. I love structuring a process. I love, hey, this all needs to happen. How exactly do you do it? But not only how do you do it, but then you have to be able to document it. You have to be able to show somebody else how to do it. You have to be able to make it repeatable because that's great if you know how to do something. But from you know where, where I was trained at Honeywell and just in general, you doing it, that's not the point. You're the engineer. Then you have operators. Then you have people come in that need to do the process that you've created. But those people need to be able to know how to actually, well, do the process. And that's what my job was. That's what I was trained to do, put together a process. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I think I was a halfway decent engineer because when you enjoy teaching and that's kind of at the backdrop of how you're supposed to also explain things when you put together a process, the, the two jived very nicely, and you know I w was able to put together things that made sense to people, and they knew how to, well, do the process. And that's just what I did with, all right, I have certain financial goals. My main financial goal was, all right, there's debt right now, um, you know, between just you know businesses and just everything that was going on, as I've explained, at 163,000. But I, I let's reassess, let's you know tech, focus on things, and let's get this cleaned up. And just went, I, I went to town. Like I said, I, I had certain theories about things. I had certain ideas that I've learned through all my experiences combined. Just you know, life experiences. And you know, I took you know nitpicked kind of different ones from you know other th things. A lot of it is common sense, but then I would, you know, wrap in other things that, like I said, I think that were just unique to my, you know, experience that made sense to me and that I, I thought, you know what, I, I think this could could just work and put everything together. And long story short, yeah, uh, you know, I, I am now officially debt free. I've been debt free for a while now. And um, when I say debt free, I mean, you know, everything. There, there, there are no payments in my life. And from that point forward to, you know, even right now, you know, it was a matter of things just kind of running, multiple streams of income, multiple streams of income. And, you know, with my, you know, the, the stock trading, you know, that whole business, uh, you know, I, I've, I've built that up quite a bit. Lots of effort went into that. There's an awesome, awesome community that we have there. 
and this is by no means a sales pitch for that at all. Uh, but in fact, I would say that you know what that business is focused on should be, I'm not gonna call it the bottom of the list, but there's many more pressing issues that would first need to be done before you would ever get into you know, the stock market trading and that sort of thing. And that is getting your life under control in regards to finances. Because with if you can't manage your own finances, then stock market trading is like one of the last things that you should even be thinking about it. Because talk about needing to be precise, talk about needing to have a plan and systems, You know that would be the epitome of it. So that is not my goal here is to drive anybody to my other business. I would say stay away from it until you have everything under control. What is under control? Well, you know, having finances in place, having a situation around your finance that's gonna keep you operating at max efficiency and allowing you to accomplish what you wanna accomplish. What do you wanna accomplish? Well, you know, that's gonna be a case-by-case basis. That's up to you and your goals, but it's one thing to say, you know what, I wanna accomplish that, but in order to get there, you know, that's a whole nother animal. And where I am personally, as of, you know, a few months ago, because this is Money With Clay is not new, but I've always had this burning desire and I've had this burning passion that I've really kind of just admitted and you know, kind of waved the white flag. All right, I surrender. I, I think my true passion, as much as I absolutely love the stock market, I really love it, I love real estate, but personal finance, wealth building, I think that is truly my true love when it comes to teaching, when it comes to trying to help other people out. And the one thing that I think really makes it at the at the top of the, the the mountain is the fact that anyone and everyone can do it. Trading, it, it takes a certain type. And I would be a bold-faced liar if I said that you know, when it comes to stock market trading, now investing and trading, two totally different things. So I'm talking about trading. Trading, yeah, that takes in certain things and not everybody's going to be able to do it. But when it comes to personal finances, wealth building, investing, anybody, anybody can do it. And because of that, that just is, a, a, it makes me feel that much more motivated and that much more, uh, you know, kind of just in tune with it all that, wow, everybody can do this. And if everybody can do it, literally, and that's not a sales pitch, literally, because it's at the end of the day, I'll be the, it's not like it's rocket science. It's not like it's, you need a degree in accounting and you need to be a CPA, and then you gotta you know, be able to do calculus. No, it's just having the right systems in place, the right process in place, and a lot can be accomplished. And a lot will be accomplished, assuming you're you know, taking certain things into consideration and going down certain paths. And that is why I was like, you know what? I have you know, the whole you know, real estate investing. I have the whole stock trading businesses. Those are, they're not on auto. Uh, real estate investing is kind of on auto run. Uh, you know, the stock trading one, auto run, that, that's maybe, that's probably not the right word for that, but they're established, there we go, that's a better word. They're very established. And I thought, you know what, I wanna just try to put together and do a passion project. And I've done some vlogs on YouTube and stuff. I do have a channel that's got over 100,000 subscribers on it. But on that channel, I started to show some things with real estate. People were like, hey, do you have a, a course on real estate? I really like your teachings from the stock trading side. I was like, no, I don't, you know, I don't have any courses on that. And then it, I, it, that question kind of came up time and time again. And eventually I was just like, you know, why don't I flat out ask? So I did start to ask and people were like, yeah, I would totally buy a real estate investing course. I would buy any sort of course from you in regards to you know finance, wealth building, because I, I, I like your content. You put together good stuff. You are really great at explaining things. So that got the wheels turned and thought, you know what, maybe there is a market. Because here I am, I love to talk about this stuff, real estate investing, building wealth, personal finances. And there seems to be people out there that would actually be interested. So with that, I decided, you know what, Let, let's try it. Let's see what is out there. And I'm not doing it to make a bunch of money. And I think you would see that in, in the prices of things. And especially with the real estate course I have, um, yeah, it's um, not cheap, cheap, but when you consider all the other real estate stuff out there, and I'm well aware with the, the, the price range on real estate investing stuff, I will tell you, it is more than fairly priced, but I wanna do this as more of a passion project. Now, I'm also into business building. I wanna have multiple streams of income. I need to make, I need to assign a value to my time. So yeah, it's not like I'm doing this all out of the, I'm not, a sweet little angel doing this all out of the kindness of my heart. But, you know, along with that, people also just need to flat out have skin in the game. When you have skin in the game, you treat things more serious. It's really as, as simple as that. And yeah, 
you know, that's not the only reason. Like I said, I want, you know, the, the, the income stream and I need to be smart with my time. But, you know, from those people that want to, you know, if it's one thing to say that you're serious, but yeah, well, but that's before you put any skin in the game. And a great first step into motivating yourself is to feel a little pain in your wallet, feel a little pain in your purse. And once again, this is by no means a sales pitch for you to go and buy all my stuff. The idea here is just to give you background. Where did this whole money with clay thing come from? Why am I doing it? And I I think I've done a good job explaining kind of where all this came from. Where I want it all to go, I don't know. You are literally, you as a listener, are in the early stages. I have, like I said, about three or four months into all this, I have uh, you know, a real estate investing course. I have a, a stock investing, stock market investing, not trading, investing course. And then I have the, the, the slab money method. And that is the personal finance course. That is the first thing that you should be taking before anything else where I document exactly what I did step by step by step. Think back to the whole process engineer thing. Everything is uh, you know laid out. I have all sorts of forms and such for you to fill out. And it's gonna, it's gonna take you, now it's by no means is it easy. By no means am I saying it's gonna happen in a blink of an eye. But if you are ready to either get rid of your debt, just crush it, or just take you know a, a better stance on things, better control of things. Because I mean, a lot of people get, well is it, is it course only if I wanna pay off debt? No, not absolutely not. If you have no debt, then the course will still help you by making sure that you are structuring things in a way that's gonna make your wealth building, your wealth just expansion, operating at peak efficiency. Will there be more to come? Maybe. Will there be more courses? At this point in time, I'm actually thinking about putting together a health one. If you go through my YouTube channel from my other business, I'm not even gonna bring what that is just because I really, I don't wanna make it sound like this is some sort of you know, gimmick thing to drive traffic to that. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm sure that uh, if you dig hard enough, but there are videos where you can see, I was, I, I put on some weight, I put on, I put on some pounds, I put on some LBs. Uh, but now if you were to watch videos, I have slipped, slimmed back down, I've recomposed my body. And a lot of people are asking, hey Clay, how do you do that? How did you do that? What were you doing? What were you eating? What sort of exercises? So I'm kind of contemplating right now, maybe I should just put together a course on, on that. Just because, you know, like I said back at the beginning, I'm all about health, I'm all about fitness, I grew up playing sports, and if you're gonna really tackle life, control life in a way that makes you live it to the fullest in terms of you know wealth, and remember, wealth being defined as just peace of mind, not having stress and strain all over the place. If you're really gonna tackle wealth in that way, then you need to, you need to be healthy physically, because when you're healthy physically, when you're you know, doing the right things, then upstairs in your mind, you're gonna be able to operate that much better. So, but that course doesn't exist. However, that, that's just maybe something that I'll, 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 I'll pursue. But moneywithclay.com is the site. Money with Clay, here is the podcast. And like I started off saying, I don't know really what's gonna go on from here. But uh, if you wanna take the journey with me, great. Um, if you're curious, like I said, how I paid off that $163,000 in debt, what exactly I did, you know, you can go to moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. It's $129 and it comes with a one-year guarantee. So on that note, it's not like I'm sitting here and this is all marketing, this is all talk, this is all just, you know, whatever you wanna call it. No, I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. It literally, the course comes with a one-year guarantee. So I mean, if that doesn't kind of add some credibility that I actually do have faith in it, I'm not sure what I could do. But if you are interested, and like I said, not only uh, you know getting paid, you know, paying off debt, but just making sure that you take control, making sure that things are put in a place in a a very efficient way, then you know definitely check it out. $129, and I'm more than confident that that'll pay for itself very very quickly. Once again, hence the one-year guarantee. So that is my journey, that is how I got here. Where do I go? Well, you're about to see, and you're about to see in regards to you know, kind of how this podcast unfolds, what sort of things I, I, I do with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I this was definitely a surface deep. I could have gone down to lots of other nooks and crannies with things, but I don't want this to be like some three-hour podcast. But I don't know, who knows? Maybe you're saying, no, that's what we want. We want super long-form podcasts. But for now, I'm just gonna try to you know cut it right around an hour here and leave it at that. Uh, but that is you know my background, just somebody that loves numbers, is competitive, loves to teach, and just likes to kind of you know to help out. And I'm not like I said, help out, yeah, to an extent. But I'm also in the business of business. I'm in the business of building businesses. I need to value my time. I have a wife and four kids, so I mean, I, I you know it would not be right of me. 
um, to sit here and you know wait not not waste but spend a, it would be a waste of time if I spent it all doing things where there was no sort of inc- there was no numbers coming in to justify me spending the time. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at right now and where it goes from here I don't know but I started with this I'm gonna end with it I don't know but suggestions comments feedback totally welcome I am uh, I am open to anything if there's one thing that I've learned is if you offer that out to people that are listening and willing to give you feedback then great things can come from that so I mean you got to listen to your listeners and you know I'm you know I also remember, or I also kind of subscribe to the the line. I don't know whoever said it, but you know the best way to please nobody is to please everybody. So I'm not saying that I'm going to do everything that everybody says because at some point you kind of got to draw a line in the sand. Uh, but my goal is to you know have this podcast, uh, you know help people out with their finances, help people out with real estate investing, help people out with stock market investing, investing, help people out with just health and who knows what else may come from this. Uh, but I just want to, you know, because it's something that anybody can do. You just got to have the willpower. You got to have the desire to do it. And you can do it. You just got to make an effort to do it. So, yeah, like I said, leave me comments. Leave me feedback. I would love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, we will see what happens. But I'm, I'm excited to have you on, your, on the journey with me. And uh, let's see where all this takes us. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I want to just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there. And I I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the slab money method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.